Sangram here. This is a special episode I recorded just for the inbound family. All right, this is all about how to become a CMO. And with this, you're going to have a ton of takeaways to know exactly what you need to be a CMO. But more importantly, if you want to be a CMO or not. So this is, again, purely for the inbound family. Hope you enjoy. I'm the co-founder and chief evangelist at Terminus. Uh, for the most part, people know me for just being a crazy marketer, which means I try to put ideas out there that might sometimes seem unconventional. A lot of times, and they are, at least in my view, uh, just a take on what's really happening. And one of the things I landed on recently, given how many people uh, I typically mentor in the marketing world, uh, is people trying to understand how to become a CMO. What's interesting about that question is that, and I've learned this over a period of last, I would say, um, a year or so when I've been doing this a lot more of, is that most marketers have no clue what it takes to become a CMO. Let me put it this way. Less than 1%, less than 1% of the marketers will even have a shot. Less than 1% of you will even have a shot at becoming a marketer, a CMO. And what's crazy thing about it, that most marketers have no clue what they need to do to become a CMO. So let's just say you're a, a demand generator and you love creating demand gen programs. Well, guess what? Chances are you're really good at it and you probably hit a director, maybe a VP level, but not a CMO. Why? Maybe because you haven't really focused on budget or building relationship with CFO or CEO. They don't know what you do and, and not on the product marketing and the Marcom side of the house. Let's say you're a great content marketer. It again might become a director or VP, but not a CMO because maybe you didn't know how to how the finance thing and not the relationship with sales works. So there's some things that are absolutely necessary to become a CMO. And that's what I want to focus on today. It's not going to be everything in the world, but it's going to be very specific things. And maybe at the end of the day, end of this presentation, if you can pick those three elements that I'm about to share with you and start figuring out what's the most important thing that you need to focus on, then things will be incredibly good for you on that journey. And some of you might decide this is not for me. Even that is really valuable for you. All right. So here's a secret formula. I'll give you up front. Some of you, you're like bottom line people. This is the bottom line. And what we're going to go through is talk about each one of these areas and say, do you know your superpower? Do you know your business? Do you know the stakeholders that you need to build a relationship with? And above all, are you building a personal brand internally and externally so people get noticed? Because here's the thing about personal brand. It's been completely thrown out of water and people think that only people who put stuff on LinkedIn are having personal brand. That's not true. What's true is that people need to know that you exist and you're visible and you need to think about your personal brand inside the company as much as outside the company. And a lot of you, even though you're marketers are horrible at building a personal brand internally forget externally. So we're going to, we're going to focus on that a little bit. And, and maybe I'll, the action items for each one of them will be something as a stepping stone towards it. So let's talk about knowing your superpower. So it's a big idea for you. Being intentional is more important than being brilliant. I'll say that again. Being intentional is way more important than being brilliant. The smartest person in the room 
typically is not the one who's leading the room. They're good for input, but not leading the room. If you want to be a leader, start becoming more intentional and asking questions. So here's that think about it. And you'll see I love frameworks. So you're going to see frameworks throughout this whole presentation. I believe that either you're a dreamer, doer, or driver. And we're going to go through each one of them. And either one of them you identify as your dominant style. That means that's who you are. And you have to know that because without that, you will never be able to walk into a room and say, hey, look, I'm great at ideas, but I need a data scientist with me or a product marketer with me. I'm great at messaging, but I need an analytics person or I need a, a, a storyteller that I need to hire. So you need to know what you're really good at and be able to communicate that in your conversations internally as you get hired or want to be in this position. So dreamers, dreamers, I'm a dreamer. So that means I have a ton of different ideas every single day. I got to come up with new ways to launch certain things. I just have a ton of ideas. So if you identify with dreamer, you probably have the same risk that I have, which is I could lack as a dreamer focus. That's your blind spot. And when dreamers lack focus, they completely miss out on the greatest opportunity because people think, ah, Sangram got another bunch of ideas. Uh, none of them anyway work. He never, he never goes through and gets it done. So, so my friends, if you're a dreamer, pick that one idea, stick to it, execute on it, show results, and go on your next. Your challenge is, is, is that. And, and the fact, if you don't do that, if you don't do that, if you don't focus, you lose credibility. Going back to your personal brand will be great ideas, zero execution, nah, for a CMO. Now let's say you are a doer, which means you get shit done. You are someone who is just amazing at getting stuff done. People come to you, people trust you because you are a doer, you, you get stuff done. Well, your risk is having a clear picture of success, which means everything that comes to you, you say yes. And because you can't say no, you, you, you're overwhelmed with a lot of the work. And the reason you can't say no is because you don't know why. So if you're a doer, do me a favor and start asking the question why. Well, here's my five things. Well, which one should come out? Should we focus on this over that? That question, if you're not asking that question and if you're a doer, which means you are really good at what you do, your stuff will start piling up so high that you will never be able to look away from that and you would be completely under all those things. And the risk is that you cannot prioritize things and you would never find yourself in a position to get promoted if you're overwhelmed with the work that you have and you're just a taskmaster, you just get stuff done. Now the third one, this is my personal favorite because most people feel like drivers, which means they just want to get things done yesterday. They typically command the room because they're always pushing to take the world further faster, right? So dreamers, they dream of a new world. Doers, they move the world. Drivers, they want to move the world further, but faster. They want to get stuff done. So if you want to launch something tomorrow, drivers are the one out there. But here's the thing. Drivers, if you're in a leadership position, you need kindness as a big part of who you are. Right. And, and, and it's not just kindness to others. It's kindness to yourself, taking a break, understanding that I need to be not sending 50 emails on Friday and Saturday. I need to focus on what's important. So kindness for yourself 
And if you're kind to you, you can be kind to others because the risk of not having that is that you're gonna get burned out and your team is gonna get burned out. So even if you become a CMO, you have to learn to hold on to your driver horses and not on everything is important, not everything is urgent, and you're figuring out. So again, the goal of this is to figure out, are you a dreamer, are you a doer, are you a driver? And you probably might say, well, I'm kind of this, no, no, no. Pick a lane, pick something, because any one of them is gonna make you visible, all right? And that's what makes a CMO. So here are the questions for you. Identify your superpower, dreamer, doer, driver. Identify your blind spot. Where do you want to focus on? And then identify, write this down, what type of CMO you really want to be. I'm a dreamer CMO, okay? And then what size of the organization you could transform. I love startups, I'm, or I'm, an I'm, I'm a doer. I like big companies, process. Or I'm a driver, I love high growth companies, right? So you need to identify and figure out what superpowers that you have applies to what type of organization and start marrying them. And that's where you start finding because not all CMOs can be successful in every organization. We'll get to that part in a sec. All right, so write down, I am a dreamer, best suited for a CMO position at a $10 million company, a hundred people size company, write that down. This is your homework. And then again, tweet at me or LinkedIn message me, tell me what, 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 you, what you think about this. Second, know your business. Know your business, which means companies typically are great at one thing. And if they're great at one thing, they'll be visible, notice, just like you, you can be probably great at one thing. And one of the greatest challenges for marketers, because we are typically a creative bunch, is that we don't know our business. We don't know where the money comes in and how it comes in in order to have intelligent conversation around the business outcomes. CMOs, successful CMOs, have business outcome-oriented conversation. We give you another framework. Now, I'll go through this fast in the interest of time. You might be a great storyteller, which means you need help on somebody who's analytical and leadership side, okay? You might be great at analytics, which means you need somebody who's gonna be great at product marketing, storytelling, and team building. So you need to hire somebody like that or partner with somebody like that. And, or you might be great at leadership, which means you need to hire these two types of people in order to be, or get, get good at one of those things, right? And again, you're never gonna be great at all of these. And this is the part you have, this is the part where everybody becomes average. Because when you try to be great at all of it, you become average. Nobody likes average. You wanna be great at something and be clear and vocal about it and say that, hey, I'm so good at this thing that if you can support me with having somebody like this on my team, we can go and move mountains. Now that requires and needs commitment and conviction and understanding of your personality type. So the question from that one is like, if you're not a good storyteller, identify how you can become a great storyteller. You may join a local Toastmasters or something like that, or start doing internal presentations around things and start get, get betting at that. Uh, there's a book by, uh, called Story Brand by Donald Miller, great book on how to tell stories. Uh, identify business metrics. This is where a lot of people would, would miss out. Is like, how do I tell the business story? Not, not in, in terms of metrics, not just stories, but business story, which means you need to understand how CFOs work, how budget works. Identify the gaps that you want and to hire first. Leadership, and I call that more the longship within your team. 
could not be more important for this role. But though that's sometimes looked as a softer skill set, so you have to get your storytelling and business metrics together. So write this down. For the next 30 days, I'm going to focus on pick one storytelling. Is it metrics? Is it team building? So I'm going to focus on, I'm going to focus on storytelling. Let's just say that as an example by doing teaching or speaking or learning or reading something every week for the next 30 days. I promise you 99% of the people will not do this. That's why only one person has a shot to become that. Get better at it, but recognize what your strength is and make sure you communicate what your strength is and what your weaknesses is. And make sure that people know that because everybody knows if you go and say, hey, I'm a great CMO, I can do it all, nobody believes you. That's just not true. So be honest on that. All right, number three, know your stakeholders. I have a saying that that trust is actually built one moment at a time, which means you can't go in and say, I'm a CMO, tomorrow morning, doesn't work. You need to build trust over a period of time. That's why internal brand and internal personal brand is so important. So we're going to talk about this saying, it's built one moment at a time, which means you have to start building relationships yesterday to actually be somewhere tomorrow. So here's another framework. Three relationships that you need to have in order to become a CMO. CEO, CFO, and CRO. Now look, most marketers probably have some sort of relationship with a sales team because sales and marketing is one team that you have to work with, especially if you're in B2B. But they have no relationship with the CEO and CFO. Now no CEO and CFO is gonna hire or sign off on hiring a CMO if they don't have a relationship because you have to work with CFO almost on a weekly basis for budget, for hiring, for planning, and CFO is going to ask questions like, well, where, you know, what are you going to do with that money? Where does, you, you, a lot of times people think, oh, CMOs are on this high horse where they can make decisions. Not true. You have a CFO that you have to answer to, even though you don't report to, because if the CFO says, I don't know if this money is going to drive business, and if the CRO agrees with it, the CEO is going to say, hey, Joe and John, like, you're not going to get money because uh, we don't have understanding. We don't feel like you have things together. So CFO relationship is probably the least of all relationships that you probably have built or spent time on. And then CEO, because every CEO wants more of marketing. They want marketing to work with product. They want marketing to work with sales. They want marketing to work with customer success. They want marketing to work with engineering. They want marketing to work with HR. And you need to have a relationship where you get to be able to say, ah, great idea, five things. This is seventh, this is 38th. What do you need to need to take out of it? And you can't have that conversation unless you have a true relationship that is built on trust. So here's a question for you. Who makes you, and this is really important, who makes you the most uncomfortable of any of the three roles I just talked about? Pick them and go get a lunch with them. Go have uh, like happy hour with them. Go have conversations with these people maybe have them mentor you or mentor somebody maybe in a junior so if you want don't if you don't feel comfortable talking to the cfo talk to the vp of finance befriend them make sure that there's a relationship at that level that's allow you to grow in it because trust me without those three relationships 
you becoming a CMO is almost as if finding a unicorn. It's almost impossible. All right, so write this down. I'm gonna build strong relationship with my either internal or external, depending on how your relationship or how your organization works, a CEO, a CRO, or a CFO. And you're gonna do something with them every month. Now, again, that doesn't mean you're on a call for one hour. Most people don't have that kind of time. Maybe once a quarter you have that time, but you are engaging with their content. You're attending some of their meetings. You are spending some time with them or peers like that. You're hanging out in communities that talk about CEOs or CROs and CFOs to learn what's going on. It's extremely important to do something intentionally. Why? Because being intentional is more important than being brilliant. All right, so this is the last part. This is the, the bottom of what comes together. Build your personal brand because no one hires the invisible. Like nobody will hire somebody they don't think they don't even exist. And if your job keeps you under the table, then you get out of it and you have to figure out a way. And, and again, nobody promotes somebody who's extremely busy. So if you go around and think, hey, I'm so busy, I have so many things to do, I have this, that, and the other, I can't, I can't breathe, I can have, I can think about stuff. Guess what? You're not gonna get promoted. So you have to learn what to say, how to say, and where to say these things. Right? So three things again, same framework for a CMO. You have to learn to talk, teach, and share. Talk, teach, and share. You're gonna be talking like a CMO, which means you're gonna attend and see every CMO webinar out there to understand what words they use. You start teaching, which means you need to learn the, the nuances of what it takes for CMO. So ask your CMO today, if you are an organization that has a CMO saying, hey, what are your top three priorities? What are your top three issues? What do you think about the top three things in your mind that I can help you with? And then share what you do, what you learn, what you do, what you learn. You do that with your CFO. You can do that with your CEO. What are your top three challenges? And when you start working as a marketer on the top three challenges of these three different roles, you will talk about it, you'll be able to teach it. And more importantly, for your own personal brand internally, you'll be able to share something that drives the business forward. That's ultimately what your goal is. So here's the question. Identify how you are going to build your brand. And this happens, this is important one day at a time. You don't have to start doing all, all of a sudden crazy every day. You have a job to do, I get it. But what if you set meetings today, right? That's what you do one day at a time. All you did was set meetings. Um, all you did was you read content. All that you did was ask questions. All you did was attended meetings. All you did was hang, hang out in those communities. Do something every day so you know, so you can talk about it, so you can teach maybe something and then you can start sharing that because that's how you become visible. So write this down. I will do whatever that is on a daily basis or weekly this monthly for the next month. I'm going to do this every day, every day. I'm going to, for the next month, I'm going to learn something about this, about these people, about these roles every single day. And then in 30 days, I promise you, you will walk away with knowing, is this something I want to work on? Or is this not sure? Not sure what that is, right? So here's the whole formula. Know your superpower, know your business, know your stakeholders, and along the way, build your personal brand. Because without that, 
you are invisible. All right. So where do I start? That might be the question I, I guess every time that might be the question you might be asking. All right, Sangram, uh, lots of frameworks. I get they're all circles. I love concentric circles, but where do I start? So here it is. For this formula, as you answer these questions, you might just say, hey, look, just write these things down, right? I'm a dreamer. I need to focus on the business metrics because that's something that I don't know. And I'm gonna build for the next month or next quarter relationship with my internal CFO or external CFO. And I'm gonna start publishing what I think about the industry or anything like that internally or externally every week. That literally could be the answer to the question, where do I start? And when you do that, remember this, that it will feel like work, but to get to be that 1%, to even have a shot at to be that 1%, you have to start. And if there's anything I would say, that start today. I gave you the questions. I gave you the options to do. I gave you the frequency of it. I li you literally have to fill up the blanks and actually start doing it. And I'll tell you this again, that 99% of the people who's listening to this won't do it. So if you are one of that one person who actually would do it to get that shot, just direct message me on LinkedIn and tell me you are in, you're ready, you're gonna go do that thing because that's what I wanna know. I don't, I don't care about everybody. I just came up with that 1% in you listening to this who wants to do that. So you can literally also text me CML at, at you know 33777 um, to CML. I won't be a marketer if I don't have a call to action. And I will send you these slides and maybe all these worksheets so you can actually start doing this and not worry about like, where do I start? And then you can find a mentor um, and a community to become one person better. I can help you with that because I want more marketers to just know what it takes to be a CMO and then some of you to act on going in that direction. Thank you so much.